Hey Cloud Gamers, welcome to another edition of Cloud Gaming Stream Podcast or the Cloud Gaming Stream Cast, as we call it. You have to bear with me, as you'll notice Ace is not here this week, he's off camping with his family, so unfortunately you've got me as the uh, host this week, so I'll do my best. You'll also notice we're missing Mark and Ben, they've also got better things to do apparently tonight, so hopefully they will join us again next week. But let's get started. We notice that we have a special guest here, so we'll start with Rock. How are you? Who are you? Where can we find you? And what have you been playing this week? Hey, hey, hey. thanks for inviting me on. Uh, who am I? I don't know. Uh, what, Duncan? Get your hand, get your head out of your hands, boy. Um, I'm I'm very often seen with Duncan, uh, which is which is all quite awkward and embarrassing uh my name's rock uh my youtube channel is stadia rocks my twitter handle is stadia rocks there's a bit of a clue in the name as to the kind of content that i churn out it's all about geforce now uh well no it's not but it, it sometimes is <laughs> um i've only been streaming since feb but uh yeah on the whole there's about four four shows a week plus a couple of other shows that i do collaboratively with with people um, so there's uh, Rock Around the Clock on a Wednesday. There's uh, Stadia Rocks Live tomorrow morning with Duncan. Uh, there's Rock Stars at Night on a Friday, which is kind of an after-hours uh, community gaming setup. There's Generation X Retro Gaming Club on a Tuesday. Uh, and then I think we have a bingo on a Wednesday, if there's any time left. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's me. And what have you been playing this week? Come what on? Oh, wow. Um I've been playing a lot of Control Ultimate Edition, which came out, as you know, on GeForce Now. So uh, I bought it on Steam. I've been playing it a lot, actually, on, on GeForce Now. Um, just blown away by the quality on there. Absolutely stunning. So uh, picking that one up, playing that a lot. I bought Avengers on Friday on Stadia, so I've been playing a bit of that over the weekend. Uh, a little bit of Destiny just before I came on. That's kind of a, been it, really. But Control's been the big one for me. I, I played it on PlayStation. I, I played about two-thirds of it on PS4 uh, and didn't complete it. So I thought, right, I'll jump on the complete edition and see how far I can get. So I've been loving that, getting back into that game. And as I say, on, on GeForce Now, it just looks amazing. So very happy with that. Great. Thanks, Rob. And Holtz? So today I've been playing, or today and this week, I've been playing the Avengers and Bomberman since being released on Stadia, and I've been having a blast with two of them. <laughs> Short and sweet. Yeah. Jerry, where can we find you and what you've been playing? Yeah, everybody's getting it by now. Uh, Game Tech Planet uh, over on YouTube, at Game Tech Planet on Facebook and Twitter. All kinds of game testing, comparisons, hardware testing, occasional reviews, a dip toe in news, and all that kind of good stuff. Um what I've been up to this week isn't a lot. It's similar to Holt's Avengers and Bomberman. But I got to say, uh, number one, yeah, Control is like a showcase game for GeForce Now and Ray Tracing. So not surprised to hear you uh, say that. And Bomberman, uh, what kind of a sleeper game. It's really fun. And I kind of put it in the same category as Fall Guys, where it's like a quick pick up and play, get a little crazy, get frustrated, and then move on to something else. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I've been checking that out. Great. Duncan? I haven't been playing anything at all. I'm not really a gamer. No, uh, I have been playing a fair amount of uh, Avengers. I've been playing that on both Stadia and PlayStation. 
I think we're going to touch on that later anyway about the comparisons of all the different platforms. I've also been playing some Bomberman uh, as well. Again, it is a sleeper. It's If we can get the numbers onto that, that could actually do something really big for Stadia, especially when it comes to the other platforms because it isn't Stadia exclusive. And hopefully it has cross-platform multiplayer. Uh, I've been dipping in and out from a load of games this week. So it's, it's it's been a fun game week this week, especially if they might the games which have came to stadia excellent yeah i'm jealous that you're back on uh control there right because i got stuck at the uh jesse mirror mission and i kind of had to put it down because after dying about 50 times in a row i was like i, I need to break from this i just haven't gone back to it i'll let you i'll let you into a little secret mate just between you and me there's a, a god mode in the settings <laughs> So just choose that. You become immortal and get you right. through yeah, it pretty okay. down quick. <laughs> nice. Just but otherwise, I've been playing uh, Avengers mostly on maximum settings, actually, because of the 2080 rig there. Mm. Um, I bought it on Steam to test it on a few other platforms, and I haven't been able to put it down, actually. I managed to get through another hour or so through the campaign instead of having a snooze this afternoon. So <laughs> I'm quite addicted to uh, Avengers at the moment. It's quite good fun. Uh, cool so that's everybody so we're going to move on to the stadia news and i don't know if you guys have heard but obviously avengers dropped first on stadia this week uh did anybody pick up the digital deluxe edition to get that early access nope. jerry yep i had to i, I had it? to um no no, not at all. If if I wasn't dying to make a Stadia video on that game that day and see how it was running, I would have definitely waited till Friday and got the $60 edition. Most of the time, these more expensive editions aren't worth it. I kind of learned my lesson over the years of spending that extra money. And a lot of times you could just use that money towards stuff in the in-game store and do better than what they gave you anyway. So if it wasn't for wanting to make that video, I, I wouldn't have done that. But I was just dying to do it. And I'm glad I did because I got to see... Uh, similar to consoles they have that high performance mode and high frame rate mode and there's depending on what device you're playing on and what resolution depends on if that seriously affects your gameplay or not yeah i put a video up on this um stadia's high frame rate versus high resolution there was a huge difference yeah um but i had loads of people commenting that it was all stayed the same on other platforms but since i picked up the steam edition those settings don't exist no, not, not on other, PC. You had all the other settings, like ultra and very high, and it ran perfectly fine. So right. I know there was a day one patch on Friday, so I'm not sure whether they'd fixed a lot of the PC side issues. But I don't know, Duncan, I know you were back on Stadia yesterday. Have they fixed or patched Stadia? Not as I, not like I can see. Uh, however, I, ha I have discovered why or a, a way around the issues on Avengers. When I uh, was playing it on Tuesday, it was absolutely flying. It was absolutely amazing. And that was in the 4K. Uh, 4K yesterday and the days after where it has been a bit of a shambles. Uh, so what I have done, and I'm going to be putting this up on the website here, if you drop it down to 1080, uh, do the balance mode uh, for Stadia. And if you put it in the high resolution mode, that is the best compromise to get Stadia's version of Avengers going. It looks better, it plays better. So uh, there, 
that, that's what I would recommend if you're going to place on on the stereo is drop it down to balanced and then put what, it in. What, what issues are you supposed to be encountering? Because I've not had any issues. I've been uh, playing four uh, K on stereo. I find it extremely bouncy. It's really uh, blurry and it is uh, very framey. Yeah, I've this, not had those issues at all. No, I, 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 I played I it on two CCUs and also on Chrome. It's been absolutely fine. I, I've played it on Chrome. Kelly's played it on Chrome. This is not even at the same uh, same time. And I've had other people reach out to me on Twitter as well, saying they're having the issues as well. Hmm. So yeah, they're I found it very blurry on high frame rate, but high resolution was fine. Yeah, yeah, it drops the res. The the, the quality drops considerably when you whack whack up the frame rate but on, on 4k on the quality mode it's been absolutely fine for me i did some recording of it as well nothing nothing on there to worry about uh, for me it was just dropping when i've been playing other games it's absolutely running flawless i was playing some PUBG mm. during the week as well or sorry yesterday and there was nothing at all so it wasn't the internet it was the actual game it's just you, you don't think it's um I mean, I, I, this doesn't make any sense to me, so I'm saying this unqualified, but you don't think it's because the version, the deluxe version, is potentially a different version to the standard version? There's a possibility of that. I mean, just in terms of patches, because I know there was a huge patch for launch on Friday. Uh, that's possible, yeah. but I will say, me and Marchief had both put up those high frame rate, high resolution type videos. I threw mine up on Tuesday, and we're getting very similar comments as well. People that saying, I've had no issue. It looks beautiful. What are you talking about? And other people saying, hey, glad you made this video. It's running like garbage for me. And it it's looks weird. horrible. So it is kind of hit and miss. And I've played it on 4K Chromecast as well. But if you're playing yeah. on a 4K TV, most of those have great upscaling. And you're just not going to notice or feel the issues. Yes. Like if you're on a 1440p gaming monitor where I tested it, yeah, it's it's pretty rough there. But. Wow. It really depends on where you're playing. Or if you're playing on a little phone, people are like, oh, it plays great on my phone. Yeah, your, your screen's this big. You couldn't tell the difference anyway if it dropped mm. down to 720p. So the, the experience is definitely not consistent across the player base, mm. and everybody is having their own experience with it for sure. That's interesting because there were similar comments about PGA as well, weren't there? When that launched, uh, you know, again, there was a kind of a polarity of some people saying it works fine for me, right. and other people saying, no, it's dire. Yeah, it's garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the really strange thing is when I've dropped it down on uh, both Chromecasts to 1080 and uh, high resolution, uh, yeah. Cursion is just yeah, absolutely yeah. mad. And uh, when I was playing wow. on Tuesday, it was it was flawless. It was for it was looking really well. It was playing really mm -hmm. well. But then it's just dropped. It is really really weird. Nice Did any of you parts. play um, you been Ghost now? Recon Breakpoint? when it came out on Stadia, because I've had a bunch of people oh, telling yeah. me that it ran horrible when it launched, but yeah. over some time, it's now gotten to where it's really nice. I actually enjoy it on Stadia a lot, so I'm yeah. thinking Avengers could follow that same path with some up updates for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been playing it downstairs on Wi-Fi, about 42 megabits per second. It's on 4K. It looks absolutely beautiful on my telly that I'm playing it on. Not yeah, even did you buy the normal version? Just the normal did version, you? yeah. I, this is why I'm wondering if this is the, the mm. defining factor. <laughs> That'd be very interesting to see if next time mm. we get those reports, whether that's the deluxe version or the standard. Like You're right about Breakpoint, though. Patch. That it was, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a dog <laughs> when it first. Because I'm, I was the same. I mean, I'd, I'd played um, the betas and the alphas on PlayStation, so it was the game that I really wanted to get when Stadia launched. Uh, you know, I was straight there with the money, uh, and so disappointed. 
because I'd already bought it on PlayStation as well. So I had the two to compare, and I thought, wow. But over the months, they've successively patched it, and now it's just a great game. Yeah, I actually, that was one of my first big purchases on Stadia was Breakpoint, and I was quite disappointed at my £50 purchase. You should have played the beta. <laughs> um, Whoa! on a Mac, it's, you know, HT64 just yeah. looked like a blocky mess and I force VP9 and then force 4K and it's like ah, now we've got a standard game and I went mm. on to it recently actually in a force 4K and it was like oh this looks so much better yeah. and behaved so much better than it used to yeah. so I think Avengers is going to be a long running game so hopefully whatever they patched on the digital version for the standard edition launch from Friday will make it to the deluxe version uh, so there was another big release uh, on Stadia this week, which was NBA 2K21. And have you picked that one up? Not my sport. All the Brits go, not for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still got Jerry down there. Ace did hop onto this. I saw, the, yeah, I saw his video about the gameplay, the first look at 2K21, and that's that's all I've seen of it. To be honest with you, yeah, it does I really like a massive improvement over yeah. the previous one. Right, yeah, baseball games, football games are more my my thing if I go for the sports. By football, you mean? Yes, American football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just mean had, soccer. Just had to clarify that. And, <laughs> and I'm outnumbered today. Wait, I'm outnumbered every time. Wait, no, I don't. I'm not you are, soccer. yeah, you pretty good, outnumbered. You're good. <laughs> don't worry, I think there's only one soccer football fan on here. Bas- actually, I mean, basketball's massive in Ireland, isn't it, Duncan? I, that, are you being is this a joke or are you being serious <laughs> you told you told me it was massive yeah we're, we're talking baseball bats are massive not baseball the sports. <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on um hitman has obviously been the major pro game at the lineup this week on hitman 2 as well has anybody been playing that yeah a little bit I must admit, when I saw Hitman on there, I did have to jump in. Brought back some memories of ridiculously hard assassination games from frustration days. And yeah, I must admit, I did get quite frustrated quite quickly with that. But hey, who knew that? Um, no, it's a great game. People. Hitman, Hitman itself though has been kind of it's it's been tarted around every platform that that exists. I mean, I I know it's been a free one on PlayStation because I've had it on there. Um, I think it's it's now on. Is it on Steam or Epic? Um, so you kind of pick it up anywhere. It's a it is a great game, but I've yeah, I've played it elsewhere. See, in the past with Agent Forty Seven, I used to have a great time. I used to do masterful kills. Used to put them away somewhere, and then as a, as I progressed through the mission, I used to used to get caught. But I used to waste about fifty minutes just actually trying to do style kills and everything. So I, I don't think I don't think I, I've got time to do frustration these days. Capturing my yeah, uh, comparison footage, I did the same mission probably about five or six times because the first three times I failed miserably, uh, and then I got got the right path, you know, following all the right lines and escaping, and then I got to Stadia and I got to the last bit where I normally just shoot the guy and leg it. <laughs> I just found that was <laughs> easiest after the twenty-five minutes build-up to kill everybody else on stadia shot him turned around there's three guards 
gone down. <laughs> I was like, no. no. <laughs> 25 minutes gone. Yeah, I could tell your video what you were doing with those missions. It was good, but I, I could tell it had to be frustrating. There's no way you had done all that in one take. So when I did my video, I didn't even go for the missions. I just did the beginning cuts of each mission and then walked down the street, did some comparisons. I didn't even attempt to go into the objectives for the, for the video. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to be here for too many hours. I knew I was going to be in trouble when I... That final training mission took me about eight attacks. Yeah, that's a, good the, a very frustrating game. At my age, I've got no patience. So, you know, if I can't progress, I'm out of there. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. With my back catalogue of games now, if I get more than annoyed and within 20 minutes, it's like, okay, next Yeah, that's game. it. I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> that's funny. That's why I was so chuffed to find God mode in control. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gutted I didn't find that early. It's worth it because really with Control, hours. that story, I mean, seeing the story and the game, it's it's all about, the challenge is great, but man, with that game, it's really about the story and the visuals anyways. So right. Yes. Yeah, so that's right. why I got quite frustrated because I'm, I'm about four hours from completion. <laughs> no, just yes. do what you got to do to complete it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Life's too short. There are too many free games. Yeah. So rounding off the uh, Stadia news then, we've had six games in total land on pro, which was Super Bomberman, Hitman, Gunsport, Hello Neighbor, Metro, and Ember. Uh, I've now fallen into the regiment of I only claim the games that I may care about or want to claim at some point. And I think I counted my collection. I've got about 40 games on Stadia so far, most of which are claimed pro games. Um, what games did you guys claim? So we'll start with the Brock. Everything. You claimed them all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if something's free, man, I'm, it's in my back pocket. There's no question of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I always claim everything on Stadia anyway. I mean, why not? Apart from you know the fact that the CCU is groaning at the, under the strain of the amount of games right now. The <clears throat> user experience is a bit in dire need of an update. Um, yeah, picked everything up. And I've also picked a couple up elsewhere as well. So yeah, and I mean I've got I've got Xbox Game Pass on PC, so I'm, I'm always filling my boots on there. Uh, I've got an Epic account, I've got the Steam account, I've got the GeForce now. So you know I I try and keep up with, but it's it's impossible. The the problem I wrote an article about this actually on on Cloudy, um, on Duncan's site. In you know the problem is is that there is a definite syndrome when you've got so many games, you become kind of snowblind. And you end up just biting at them rather than actually committing to get through the games. And um, Jerry was just saying about control. There's so many games that you really need to complete to get anything like the full experience and, you know, the full flavor. And when you're surrounded by tons of free games or even games that are worth buying, you just end up never getting more than a few minutes in. And, and I think it's a travesty. I genuinely do. I actually would much prefer to just have one game and concentrate on it for a few weeks, complete it, have, you know, really get into under its skin and then move on. So, you know, I pick them up, but I'm I'm not I'm not committed to playing any of them at the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. So even though I can free even though I weren't interested, I still redeemed Hello Neighbor for my younger family members and they came round the weekend and they had such a great time. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we were doing. We do constantly getting captured, but they're laughing for all hour. And 
my niece and nephew, they just wanted to see if they could wash the car, mow the neighbor's lawn. They didn't care what, what the objectives was, as long as they had a good time to see if they can run away from, I suppose, as a bad man. And I'm sitting yeah. there going, this reminds me of, I'm like the neighbor out of rear window. I'm like, what, what has he got underneath? What has he done with it? Thinking there's a story behind it, but I couldn't progress in it. Yeah, my kids um, just tend to throw stuff at his house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. So, oh, <laughs> let's see how much stuff I can take out of my house and throw at his house. So they don't, they don't do the objectives neither? It's no. just <laughs> It's just throwing stuff around until they get bored. It's pretty much how they play the crew too. They just drive around between planes, boats and cars, jumping out of the sky until they get bored. And then we switched to Bomberman, which that once again that was a great laugh. But I was more interested in the characters from Konami. I was like, wow, there's Solid Snake, there's Simon Belmont, all, all the games I loved, but all the kids were just blowing me up too much and I was just getting distracted. But it was still good laughs. Games that I probably wouldn't have played without a bit of family fun or something. Good to know. Terry, what did you pick up? I, I have an issue. I can't not claim them. Like they're there, it says claim. I have to do it. I know I'm not going to play them, but I- I'm going to do it. And you never know if someone's going to be over sometime that says, what games you got on Stadia? Go check out the library. They might play something or a family member. Um, plus something that we said last week, and Holtz is touching on it there, there was something for everybody in the six-game drop, the six pro games this time. And that's something I've been saying we need is a more of an array. It felt like we just weren't, we were getting only kids' games for a little while or what felt that way. Um, and with, with Hitman and Bomberman and other stuff. It was really an array of things. Uh, Ember, which unfortunately I bought when it came out, didn't really like it. Um, but, you know, it's free pro. Of course, that brings us back to just wait till it's free on pro for a lot of those games. But um, what Rock was saying is interesting because I'm, I'm a 1981 born 80s, early 90s kid. So when I had my regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, whatever, we were lucky to get one or two games a year. We didn't have a lot of money. And man, did we just play the heck out of those games and know everything about them. And there wasn't a such thing as a free game unless a friend gave you something. So the way we game now is so different. We're all going to have libraries way bigger than we'll ever touch. And we're all getting to the age where we say the same thing. I don't have time to spend in that game. So we check it out for an hour and we, we move on to the next one. But either way, I'll still keep claiming them all. You keep giving me free games, I'll go get them. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Duncan? <laughs> I'm with the majority here. If it's free, I will claim it because you just never know what will happen. Again, it's a it's a mixture of games, and uh, the only game I can see myself really playing on a consistent basis is probably Bomberman. I've played a lot of them. Uh, the other games, while uh, may appeal to other people, uh, Hitman, I always struggle with. I don't have the patience for it. Gunsport, uh, me and Rock had a quick blast at that. I think it's maybe needs a bit of work or something. Hello, neighbor, not a mission. Um, Metro is uh, if you if you've got a Steam library, you've got Metro there somewhere because it's been free or whatever. And I never seem to really get into them. And Ember, again, I I I, uh, I picked that up in early access as well. And it's like it's one of them ones where. As Jerry was saying, I, you feel a bit stupid picking it up because you knew it was going to be a free game. So uh, I from the games, yes, there's something for everybody to play, but I still think it's we're, we're still getting quantity over quality so, uh, somewhat. Mm. And I would prefer one big 
triple A game like Rock Percent to get stick my get my teeth into and play it because all these I'm just going to dip in more uh, dip into them rather than actually sit down and play. And, and Bomberman is the perfect example of that because that's a game you play for maybe an hour or so and then dip out again and maybe play it again in a couple of weeks. Uh, I, I think we're going to see a big rise, fall, um, when it goes back into cross-play, when it releases on, uh, on other platforms, I think it's going to take off again. Uh, unfortunately, I see that with a lot of the Stadia games, which are coming through. We kind of touched on this last week, but they're kind of setting themselves up for a bit of a fall here. Like, and they started off saying that it's going to be one free game, then it was two, then it was three, then it was four. Now it's six. So when that number starts dropping, you know, the hate crowd's going to come out from behind the bushes again and start you know, putting up the banners of, oh, Sadie's failing, they're not giving away six free games anymore. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of this would probably be helped if we had this thing called family share <laughs> that would actually yes. make these a bit more useful. But uh, let's not get into that too much, I guess, at this stage. I know Holtz is about to say something on that. No. <laughs> Go on, Holtz, say something. Say something. You're, you're no, I've, said, I've, said in LOL, I've got five accounts. Five accounts I've got ready for game sharing. And if they can just offer me a family plan for maybe £18 a month, I am so in. 4K, all the games, better quality, and I'm all set. Put it in with YouTube Premium. Family share. Oh, I've got I've got Take YouTube Premium, so it's a great idea. Exactly. They should get rid of TV originals. No one cares for that. Put stage with YouTube, but we're on a winner. Yeah. If you've got five right, kids, man. it's not a family plan you need, mate. It's family planning. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's family sharing like a brother from another mother, but we classify oh, well, Fed dues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your mates and all that. <laughs> And then to round off the last bit on the stadium news this week, we got the free day, uh, free play days has come back with mm. the crew two. So, have you guys uh, picked up the crew two already, or have you hopped on the free? Yeah, already had it. I own, yeah, I own it. We well, we welcome free to play. I think you just yeah. keep on rotating the games every weekend. No harm. The free to play is a great way to even if it's just for the pro members, getting them to try a new game. And last time, I think we saw quite a heavy discount follow it to obviously boost those sales so it'll be quite interesting to see duncan i don't think you've got the crew too have you i've got the crew too i, I bought that as well so it's uh it's not a bad game just to chip in for and uh, mm. the free play weekends are absolutely perfect fit for stadia it's they're just amazing you just have to switch it on away you go don't think about it don't have no downloads or anything so yeah that's it's the marriage made in heaven, basically, for cloud gaming and free weekends. But yeah, it's only it's for pro subs, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's only for pro. Because, I mean, that's the trick that's missed, isn't it, I would have thought? I, 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 it's, you, you can, yeah, it's a perk, or but I can see why they're doing it. I can understand why they're doing it. We may not agree with it. It's just to stop everybody jumping in. What do you think? Server flood. Well, I just think if you're trying to attract new subscribers, then make a game available for everyone for a weekend so you get to experience the entire package. Um, the fact that it's the crew or whatever it is, I don't think is that relevant, really. It needs to be a reasonable draw. But it's, you know, actually, here, come and have a little play with Stadia, full stop. Um, and well, you get a, free a lot of us have already pro. got it. 
you do but but some people don't want to commit i mean you know you've got to put a card down anyway which is is will put anybody off it will put me off because you know you it's designed to basically get two months out of you because you forget the second one before you cancel it so you kind of want to test it first before you put your card down so i think having a free weekend for everybody to test it out set up a free account give it a go and then extend it for 30 days if after the weekend you really enjoyed it and give that as an offer so it's a kind of call to action yeah that would be a good middle ground because like like duncan said if you made it free for everyone just off the bat you could get some real server overload uh with them having issues but if you make it to where you do have to sign up for pro but don't need that card and i've heard sunny and others say the same Mm -hmm. thing in many videos please stadium make it to where you can try pro for free without putting the card in and play yep. the free game and do the free play every single weekend feature a game because they need the marketing. Yeah, Unfortunately, I know exactly why they require that card and that's to stop the abuse because if you didn't need a card, you can go create a free Gmail account. You can go and create a free pro account and you would just rinse and repeat and it would just be millions of people with dummy Gmail accounts over and over again. So, I get what you say, that the uh, card can be a barrier to entry, but I think it's the same with any service these days that has a subscription Mm -hmm. going forward. So if you are not willing to cancel your membership either immediately, which is what I've ever done, if there's a free month, just go cancel it straight away. And it goes, oh, okay, you're going to leave, so it will cancel in 30 days, and then you don't have to worry about it. So I think mindset has definitely changed the way the subscription models are going overall. But I get what you're saying. But again, you've got to protect yourself as a business from abusers. And that's what they're doing. See, taking away abuse, I'd rather just have you send, you put your email in, they send you a link. The link opens the crew up to a certain state of the game. So, so many vehicles unlocked. And then you have a two hour window to play the game every day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. State share. No, but as a as a free weekend, so you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't like know the state share. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, they've got the tech to do that. So they can do it. Time demo, essentially. Yeah, I mean, don't forget, Martin. When you sign up for a pro account uh, and you play those games, um, you're only going to get them for that account. So if you cancel and then sign up again with a new account, you have to start from scratch. So although that kind of makes sense on games that you could play to completion within 30 days there are games on there that you won't achieve that like destiny or division so you know there's there's a disadvantage in having to keep going in and and adding more accounts in just to test the thing out yeah doesn't stop people doing it there's a half i think there's a halfway house on the one hand how many accounts are they losing because people just, whoa, I'm not putting my card details in there. There is still an aspect to that um, versus what kind of a run it's likely to have on the setup. Uh, and there could be, for example, um, instead of a full pro account without card details, you get to have maybe a diminished account. So you get one or two games to test it with. Um, and if you want the full experience, then you put your card details down. Yeah, I think this kind of goes back to the fact that Google aren't really pushing Stadia right now. Mm. And I think there's a lot of things that they could do yeah. to mitigate all of this, but yeah. it's that they don't want to right now. I think yeah, that I agree once you plays 
integrated, once family share is integrated, once a few mm. of those extra features are in, I think next year we're probably going to see a much bigger drive when maybe one of their first party games is ready, like Outcasts yeah. and stuff. I really don't feel like they want to push it right now. They're still testing. They're still checking everything, testing the waters. I bet when Gen 2 drops and they've got their first party titles, we'll see things like the YouTube Premium deals, the Sabrina deals, the Pixel Phone deals. You know, There's so many things that could be rolled in with Stadia right now that they've just chosen not to. Of course, we, we don't know that Gen 2 hasn't dropped. All we know is that games haven't hit the platform yet that make use of it. It's very true. And I suspect by the end of this month, we will at least know when Uplay Plus is rolling out that um, <clears throat> streaming's coming, per se, and crowd play. I think this is the month where we start to see all of these balls falling into place. Yeah, and hopefully that family share comes by the end of the year. I'm the same as you, mate. I'm desperate for family share, and I've only got two kids. <laughs> Not like Holtz's tribe, and Duncan's got a small clan running in Northern Ireland. <laughs> you know, you don't mention Duncan them. was going to say something there. <laughs> no, I, just to back uh, to this, I, I, I can see them maybe making a mobile phone payments <laughs> an option going forward, especially when they're trying to go into India and whatnot. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys seen the news this week about India. Uh, which is going to op- open up a lot of uh, potential for xCloud and Stadia and all the other cloud gaming platforms as the, the tensions between China and uh, India are stepping up and they have pulled a load of Tencent games. Um, what's the number one game in India? It is PUBG Mobile, which is made by Tencent. So this could actually open up a, a massive potential uh, in India for the for the cloud gaming platform. So I, I can see maybe a mobile phone payment maybe being an option instead of a credit card. That would be quite interesting to see. Yeah, mobile micropayments are massive in, in India and Africa. Well, what you notice is that there's no cloud gaming platforms in India and kind of most of APAC. So they rely on mobile cloud gaming systems or packages and it is absolutely huge we get inundated mm. by people over that side saying you know how can we play stadia or geforce now brazil india and um, we get people asking us to test their like, android cloud gaming platforms but obviously from here the ping's like 200 milliseconds and it's pretty much unplayable so we feel mm. can't really give it a fair review because you can't play it <laughs> mm. It might be really good, but it's not here. So I think maybe that's something else that we know that's missing really from Stadia is the more country support. Yeah. But we don't know, again, no. They probably do have data centers in that side of the world. They're just choosing not to roll it out there at the moment. Because probably when it does drop out there, it will be millions of users overnight rather than the trickle of users that we have over here right now. Yeah, and we know that they've set up account Twitter accounts for those territories already. So you know they definitely come. I ran a, a Facebook campaign in India, funnily enough, uh, a few weeks ago just to test the water. So um, I've got a, a, a video up on my channel that is kind of the history of Stadia. So it's quite a good introduction to people that are interested in Stadia. And um, I just paid a few quid to see what kind of response I get out of India, and it was absolutely massive. 
it just it blew my mind how many people were just just desperate to know more about Stadia. Great. Okay, guys, so we're going to move over to the GeForce Now segment. Now, there's obviously some big news that hit on NVIDIA this week, so we'll start, I think, with Jerry on this one, and the thoughts on the uh, 3000 series. So excited. So, yeah. Um, Which one really have you ordered? I, I am, if the order went, site went up, you need to let me know, because I've been checking. I've signed up for every notification, notify me, in, every, with everybody that I can, uh, I got to get a 3080. I'm dying to get a 3080. Um, if it doesn't happen, I'll try my hand at a 3070 in October. But uh, 39, or the 3090, unless you are at a level of content creation above where I'm at for gaming, unless you seriously think you're going to get to the 8K point, there's not going to be a reason to spend all that money. The 3080 is going to do 4K, 120 this gen, and under that, it's just going to do even better. So for the 699, got to get a 3080 if I can, and a power supply because mine's not going to cut it. Um, but even more exciting is from what I understand, GeForce now should be getting a modified version of the 3090s and 3080s when they start upgrading uh, their servers with those, which I'm just hoping that brings us to the 1440p and 4K 60, at least 60 streaming. Um, they could go higher. I'd, I'd love to see them go uh, 4K 120. I can do that with Moonlight with some other rigs. I would love to see NVIDIA put that into GeForce now. So I'm not only excited for my my builds at home, but I'm super excited to see what this could do for GeForce now in those games. Think about how much better control could be if you could at least do 4K 60 with or without HDR with all of that ray tracing and stuff. Just it, it would put them up there because... Stadia's 4K HDR experience on my TV is insane most of the time. When it works good, most of the time, it's, it's insane and it beats anybody out there. If GeForce now can get to that point and they're kind of doing it with a stepping stone with the AI upscaling on the NVIDIA Pro TV where it's going to AI upscale 4K for you on GeForce Now games, and that's about to drop as well. So it's going to be fun to check that out. But yeah, my excitement for RTX 3000 without getting deep into really nerdy specs for the next hour is just off the charts for sure this generation. Uh, 20 series was overpriced. It was a new architecture, a new way of making the cards and you didn't get a great deal last gen, but this time you will. I'm not even really worried about what AMD is going to do. They're going to compete, but price to performance NVIDIA is coming out swinging with this gen. Yeah. The price is absolutely insane, isn't it? And um, what do you think about the deal with watchdogs Legion and GeForce now? Watchdogs. Yeah, that's really good. Now I just like, I believe you also have uh, you play on PC, so you're not going to buy You're not going to have to buy that game anyway. Uh, we're going to have the deluxe version or whatever involved in that. So we're not going to buy it, but getting it is great because I could either do it as a giveaway. I could give it to a friend or, you know, if I really want to, I could claim it in case I ever don't have my subscription or whatever to play the game. But that's awesome. And they always do some kind of game giveaway. I actually thought it was going to be uh, Cyberpunk because all the marketing around Cyberpunk and, and RTX right now. And I was like, really? Watch Dogs is the one that they're going to promote with this with DLSS and race racing and stuff. So I found that really interesting and actually made me even more exciting to check that game out. Uh, when it comes out, because they are doing that. And a year of GeForce Now. So that price is probably going up to $10 a month at some point in the near future. So that's $120 for me, $120 off. Plus, I've already got the six month from the Hyperscape deal. So 18 months of not having to pay for GeForce Now. Like, I'm, I know I'm doing YouTube for at least 18 more months with that. So that's <laughs> so really excited for everything that NVIDIA had going on this week. It was, it was really awesome to see. And just finally, because uh, we'll move on to some of the other people, but um, you know, 
as a content creator, having that GeForce now on the RTX and the game is obviously absolutely fantastic deal. But what do you think from a consumer point of view of, hey, you, you just bought one of our most powerful graphics card and here's uh, a cloud membership for the next year? I've heard a lot of mixed things on this. I've seen YouTubers saying this is the stupidest idea I've seen. Why do you want access to cloud gaming if you just bought an RTX 3000 card to play on right next to you? And that to me just doesn't make any sense. I mean, look at Xbox with xCloud. I'm still going to call it xCloud, by the way. Um, they're, they're not. They're, they're doing that just to give it to people who are already Xbox fans. You can game in different places. That's the same thing NVIDIA is doing now. They're saying, here's your awesome graphics card for when you're at home sitting at your PC. But if you want to go play on your TV easily with your shield or you want to go on a vacation and play or anything, here's 12 months to access your games that we support as well. To me, it's just a win-win. And I think consumers are actually going to like it because cloud gaming is getting so much steam behind it this year. It's so different from a year or two years ago that people are really interested in what cloud gaming is doing. So I actually think NVIDIA is doing awesome with that deal for consumers and for content creators. I mean, we love it, but I think consumers are going to love it as well. Thanks, Jerry. Duncan, what's your take? Yeah. How can you follow up that for fit's sake? The 3080 is the sweet spot. It looks like uh, it's got me tempted as well uh, instead of maybe an Xbox uh, and just upgrade the PC instead uh, and get all the benefits with it. And uh, bundling with uh, the year's uh, GeForce Now subscription is absolutely uh, amazing idea. It's uh, As Jerry said as well, bundle it with uh, it's basically making an X, uh, like xCloud and Game Pass Ultimate. It's just getting people hooked into the ecosystems and it's one of them things where people are going to uh, not know what they've done without it. It's it's just getting people used to it that can, they can just game anywhere get the full full version on their PC and if they're out and about and they just want to have a quick game they can just jump on to GeForce Now and play. Uh, amazing news from GeForce Now this week uh, with this part. Also they've got the, the negative news as well but for, for the, the actual announcements absolutely amazing and uh, it has got me tempted to, to, to upgrade my graphics card in this PC now to, for the 3080. Bye bye. Holtz, uh, are you going to be building a new PC? I've got one here, but it's outdated. It's in the 900 series, the 980 Ti. But if I was going to get something, I would have went for the 3070. And seeing the price of that, I was really shocked. I was expecting a little bit more. But seeing the performance, a lot of people was bashing the poor people who bought the 2080 Ti. But overall, for the money, what it is, I was like, hmm, it's really tempting me to build a PC if like sort of cloud sort of fails but seeing that 12 month geforce now and watchdogs was a great incentive as well because like a lot of people said before you can't carry your pc around to your friends you can't take it downstairs because with this graphics card it's going to be a size of an oven they are big huge graphics cards so for me if i can't up it i might get the 3080 but at the moment i have to see some benchmarks but i do believe that after a certain trial, they will replace Watch Dogs with Assassin's Creed, at least. Fair enough. I don't know if we've seen Valhalla pitching RTX and DLSS, um, which may be the reason why they've not been pushing that one at the moment. But, um, I have to wait and see. I might be wrong on that, but I've certainly not seen it pushed as much as Watch Dogs Legion and Cyberpunk in any demos or anything in Bray Tracing and stuff. Now, even when it comes to Xbox marketing, they're not marketing that particular game with ray tracing like they are others. They're marketing it with its fast load speeds and its instant open world loads and stuff like that more. So, Rock, 
As somebody who's just built or bought a new PC, how are you feeling about the uh, three thousand? <coughs> oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like Jerry. I watched I watched the the video the other day, the presentation, which was superbly done. Uh, that guy, I don't I don't was he the chief exec? The the guy that did the I, that guy's a pro. I mean, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> I watched yeah, that man. Because it was he just could, like such a good presentation. He could host, you know, he could host any show and I'd be watching it. He was superb. Yeah, I mean I was blown away. Not not just by the cards, actually. There were there were a few things in the entire presentation that, that you know I got really excited about. I love what they've been doing with DLSS anyway. Uh, I know that Shield's about to get the 4K update. I'm really excited to see what they're doing around AI and upscaling. You know, the interesting thing is is that Stadia are kind of doing all the work at the server end and then pushing it down, compressed, whereas they're taking a smaller signal and then upscaling it at the other end. So it's kind of the reverse of what Stadia is doing. Um, and in some ways, that kind of has maybe more longevity, particularly if you're talking about India or Africa or any of the countries where... Um, you know the actual pipe is narrower in essence so you know i that that's really exciting to watch happen and see the improvements that are coming there also the content creators broadcast studio stuff which again i've i've been playing with for some time i've had the rtx voice on my system for a while um i don't tend to use it that often because it's a slight lag and when you're monitoring it it can get a bit annoying but um i mean that's great tech and i've been i'm i did some test work on the the green screen stuff they've been doing and that was amazing so i'm really looking forward to that coming out this month that finally coming out as a bundle again free you know if you've got an nvidia card they spoil us uh, but yeah those those 3000 series are something else i'm not sure what's in mine i think it's a 2080 um so you know i'm still it's still got some legs left on it i'm quite happy with with what it does uh, but 100%, I, I so want to get one of those 3,000s. But I'll I'll sit back and wait a few months, I think. But it just shows you where things are going. You know, I mean, we, we're getting to a point. And, and, and it's also worth, I guess, as this kind of a cyclical conversation, um, it doesn't matter how good it gets at the local end, you're still going to be stymied by how much data you can store. So, you know, as those textures ramp up to be catered for in... 4k or 8k you need decent medium to store them on uh so it has to be digital and then you've got a huge pipe issue so then it comes back to the cloud where you don't have to worry about that stuff so if i can get a 4k stroke even potentially 8k experience because either upscaling or decent compression at the other end and they're taking care of all the storage that for me is why cloud gaming is absolutely the future there's a limit there's a limit to what we can do with with local devices when our storage capacity isn't going to be big enough. You know, you can go out and buy a next-gen console in a month or two, um, and sure as eggs is eggs, in no time at all, you'll have two games on it because they'll be so massive. There'll be space for nothing else. What do you do then? You turn to cloud. You know, that, yeah. that's a shoe-in. I mean, it's absolutely, they just people will just end up migrating to it because by default, they realize they've got no space left. So there's a few points here with the new cards that you guys haven't really touched on, so I'll bring them up so we can maybe discuss them as well. One is, obviously, people were saying about next-gen consoles, PC killers, you know, they're getting so good with their bespoke architecture and zero loading times, and the 2080 Ti is not going to keep up. Well, two things there. One, 2080 Ti uses 
Yeah, we'll probably feel a bit of a kick in the gut, but if you're within your 30-day return window, they've probably got a load shipped back. Uh, cryptocurrency <laughs> miners will be very happy. Um, but the fact that you know, they are still a little while away, and because it is such a, a jump in tech, you are going to be wanting to upgrade your PC. I've already seen some people saying in the comments that they're, you know, the 3080 would be bottlenecked by their PC. And this is the problem I've got. No, if I want to upgrade my PC, I have to now change my motherboard, my processor, my memory, my storage, because it's just gone up so much. Now, a 3080 with a terabyte of NVMe storage or a couple of terabytes of NVMe storage, you know, that is, there's your next gen console right there. And, you know, those load times are going to be near to nothing with those NVMe's. And with the 3080 in there, you're going to be pushing your 4K 120 frames per second. Goodbye, Xbox, PS5. Now, if they bring out something like PS Now, similar to xCloud, who needs one, right? Which they if will. You've got, if you've got a PC in line with Moonlight or Parsec or anything like that, you can basically run your games to your Shield TV, to your phone, whatever you want. And if not, put it up to the cloud. Like you say, there's just so much going there. And I really do hope that the 30 series, I reckon it's going to be probably Q1 next year before we see the 30 series in GeForce now. But I'm really hoping that that does push them up to the 1440 at least here. Because I know that's a big gripe a lot of people have got. But how do you guys feel about this card really putting PC back in the frame against the next-gen consoles? Well, I've been building PCs for 25 years. I'm not sure what everybody else has been doing with that, but this has always been been the case. Um, I would say this gen of consoles is the absolute closest that console gaming is going to come to PC gaming ever. Um, these are going to be... When you say the most powerful consoles, of course they are. They're the next-gen consoles, but they're the most powerful generational leap, and you're seeing this with so much tech this year. Between the graphics cards, what AMD is doing, wait until the CPUs come out in October. I'll definitely be upgrading. I've already upgraded my motherboard to an X570 with 4.0 for the graphics card. I've got CL16 RAM in here ready to go, 32 gigs. I've already done everything for three months. I saved for three months. I've worked and upgraded this PC ready for this moment. So I've already been, been ready to do those upgrades. But if you've got an older motherboard with 3.0, some slower RAM. And if your CPU is less than like a Ryzen 3600 or above or Intel 9900K or maybe maybe something less, then yeah, you could start running into some bottleneck issues depending on what you're playing. It's going to depend on how how bad that's going to be. For a lot of people, they're not going to care. They're going to grab the graphics card anyway, shove it in there, get what performance they can out of it, and then eventually upgrade the rest of the parts. I do everything opposite. I don't like to to do it that way. Um, but consoles are always a little bit behind, but it's going to be amazing to see. The, these consoles are going to be absolutely amazing. Even if they cost 600 each, which they probably won't be that high, even if they were 600 each, it would still be a steal for what they're going to be able to do with ray tracing, the loading speeds, the fast SSDs in there. It's, it's insane. You could not build a PC for $2,000 to do what they're going to do when they launch. But of course, with NVIDIA and AMD, they are going to leap it in graphics already. That happens all of the time. So when, when I test a 3080 to an Xbox Series X, yes, it's going to beat it. But if you're looking at it as a consumer playing your game, you're going to be getting the best visual and best gaming experience you've ever gotten on a console with PS5 or Xbox. And if you can't afford $1,500 for a kick-ass gaming PC, 
go get one of the new consoles and you're going to be super happy. They even are going to have free sync, 120 hertz, all that stuff. Throw it onto your gaming monitor if you want to, and they're going to be amazing. So there's going to be so much choice for gaming for gamers and consumers. It's going to be really awesome this fall and next year. I'm done. Sorry, that was long. I get too excited about NVIDIA and consoles. Don't get me started on all the consoles. <laughs> I know that uh, Hoax, you were looking at getting one of the next-gen consoles. Has the 30 series changed your mind as well? If I had a choice, I'd rather pick up PlayStation 5 or Xbox just to have a well-optimized experience for the games that I want to play, plus the form factor, plus the price. It sort of encouraged me to play more games and actually worrying. But I only care about the power performance when it comes to the big third parties. But if they can come to the likes of Stadia, then I wouldn't actually care about it. I'd focus more. It goes first cloud, then consoles, then building the PC for me. And that's all got to do with price. Fair enough. Right, any more on the 30 series before we go on to the uh, GeForce Now games? No, I mean, the only thing I would add is um, in concert with the other guys, really, you know, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any illusion or under no illusion that these will probably be the last generation of console full stop anyway. Um, certainly Microsoft have intimated that, and I think Sony won't be far behind. I do think PS Now will get a reboot at the time of PS5 launch, uh, and it'll be a comparable cloud-based system. Uh, I think, you know, ultimately, therefore, we only. I don't think the generational gap will be anywhere as long as it has been traditionally for consoles so it won't be your five or six years it's going to be a couple of years and then they move straight to cloud Uh, and i think that's just the way the whole market will go pcs are a different animal they always will be i mean they'll always be coexistent and i think consoles are as as steve just said you know your consoles are essentially there because their price um, they fit a price. They they are a convenience to play. They're optimized, so you, they're out of the box. You know everything's going to work. Cloud will just take over from there. PCs are a different thing. They're for specialist gamers. They're for people that really want to get the last ounce of quality out of the game. Um, so the two are coexistent. I said it in in a um, chat message just now. I've never seen cloud as a replacement for pc gaming full stop i've seen it as a replacement for console gaming over time because it hits those metrics of convenience and price um but it's it's a it's a coexistent it's a complementary service to pc gaming if you you know I've, I'm, I'm a pc gamer i'm a console gamer and i'm a cloud gamer and each of those has a has a reason to exist in my world uh, and not one of them is superior to another in terms of the things that each of those three do for me. That's an interesting point. It would be very interesting to see. I don't think consoles are going to die, to be honest. I think people who don't want to build PCs and worry about all the rest of it, I know laptops are becoming more and more you know, powerful, but they're also becoming more and more pricey. You know, Yes, consoles have crept up to the five 600 mark, but the laptops are now up there with the top end mid range PC marks at a grand and a half, two grand a pop. So it's still a massive price difference, I think. So, yes, I think cloud is going to be the way forward. But those who don't want to buy an expensive gaming laptop or expensive PC, I think console will still be a market there. All right, moving on to the GeForce Now games. Uh, I don't know if you guys have picked any of these up or had them already. Uh, Crusader Kings 3. Iron Harvest, WRC9, Fear World Rally Championship, Gunfire Reborn, Settlers 7, and Guild Wars. 
So I don't think this was a particularly strong week for GeForce Now games, but I think they had other things to kind of concentrate on in the NVIDIA camp this week. So I kind of forgive them with the uh, the 3000 series dropping, but did you guys pick any of these up? Or what are your thoughts on the games? Duncan? Well, that would be me then. Uh, yeah, the, I think uh, Crusaders kind of thing just speaks for itself. Long-term, grand strategy game. Uh, it's got its audience there, and you know that's going to be supported for years there. Uh, so that's going to be a good game. As, as you say, it's not it's not a strong week for GeForce now, but they are adding games in every single week, and the library is uh, expanding. Uh, so, yeah, it's... It's not. It's, none of the games are really uh, speaking to me uh, strongly, but uh, it's more games. It's more games. So that's, that's what I've got to say on that. Fair enough. Hope. The only one that I'm interested in is WRC Nine because I haven't played a racer like Colin McRae or Day Two in a while, and to have that available on a cloud platform like GeForce now and I checked the price before we came online it's really cheap so I might actually dive into that just to have a little bit of fun playing a few tracks here and there fair enough Jerry yeah I didn't grab anything but Crusader Kings I was actually glad to see because also Game Pass got that and um the reviews are really good on there so I know that even though this isn't a strong week there's stuff here that someone that has GeForce now is going to play and you're not always going to make the masses happy as long as you are doing what I want you to do which is keeping your promise that every Thursday we get games you didn't say every Thursday they'd be AAA but they said every Thursday we would get games we would get news we would get features and they've done that their communication's been good um, ever since their May 31st thing where you know you had to opt in they kind of fixed not all but a lot of the media and issues where they're like thinking it's nvidia's fault they're losing all these games which it was but they kind of put that onto the developers now i still say if a developer's game is not on geforce now they're just not super consumer friendly you got no reason not to tick that little box and let people play it if they want to in the cloud but that's i'm always going to have that feeling if i bought the game on steam or epic or you play or wherever I should be able to load it up on GeForce Now. I got to log into my account every single freaking time anyway on Ubisoft, on GeForce Now still for some reason. So I may as well be able to play it. Um, but that, you know, that's probably more me. But I like to just see all of these things hitting anyway. Give us games. Keep your word. We're happy. And like you said, it was a big week for them anyway. They didn't really need to put a really big title on here this week. Everybody's all RTX 3000. So it, it, doesn't, really, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. What about you, Rock? Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't picked any of these up. I'm, I'm just heartened to see that they're getting day and date releases. To be honest with you, as well, I think that's a key thing, um, you know, because that's showing um, uh, an extension of investment in the platform from from certainly from Steam and Epic. Um, you know, they're giving it giving it kudos. So, you know, that that's good news. But I mean, there are some great games in there. Crusaders is a big game. Guild Wars is a big game. Like Steve was just saying, well, Rally Championship, Not my, none of these are my kind of games, to be fair. But in terms of a variety and quality, there's some good stuff in there. And like Jerry said, you know, the, I'm the same thing. If I, I, The first thing I do if, if there's a game is go and see if it's available on GeForce. So the sooner that that gets, uh, becomes just a thing you don't have to do, the happier we'll all be, I think. So there was one other piece of news that dropped earlier this week which uh, unfortunately is going to be the way we're going to round off the GeForce Now section this week. But they are going to be losing a whole bunch. Uh, Duncan, you have to 
remind me on the exact figure, but I think it's about 25, 30 games are leaving the platform uh, in October, which is sad to see. And I don't understand, as Jerry said, why why would publishers choose to remove games from a, a platform that people can play your games on? And, you know, I see it on Twitter all the time, you know, people... When, whenever NVIDIA put out some good news, it's followed by a whole bunch of tweets of bring back this game, bring back that game, bring back this. When are you bringing this? When's Fall Guys going to be there? And it's like, just go and tweet the publishers. It's Chief Horse Now have openly said a hundred million times, we want games. We will put any game on the platform if the publisher says yes. But if they don't opt in, there's literally nothing they can do about it. Duncan, what do you think about this big loss? Uh, there's a lot of games going, but I'm just going through the list here, uh, and uh, probably, arguably the biggest game would be the Subnautica games. I'm not sure if anybody else has seen the list. There, there's a lot of uh, mediocre games, but that, that would be the nice way of putting it, possibly. Uh, my reading of this is actually not as negative as uh, these games are just going. I think these deals had just expired. Maybe these were put on before the, the new system, and they are just, uh, they just need the boxes ticked again, because they did say that they're more than willing to put them back on again. And that and these changes or this list could get shorter, and I think they're actually expecting the list to get shorter. The game which is probably the most interesting for me, which is getting pulled, is Rock of Ages Free Make and Break, because that has just been a Stadia Pro game, or that that's one at the moment. That could be just some marketing uh, and. Uh, Stadia are paying money to get that removed, or there's some shenanigans going behind the scenes. But but a lot of these games, um, I think there's no real big game going. And like I said, Subnautic is probably the biggest with that. It's not big games to us, but if it's in your Steam library, then it's uh, it's going to be a not. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I understand that. What I mean is, it's not a big, it's not a big developer pulling out again. It's not a big publisher. It's more, it's a lot of indie games. Yeah, and if they if they are your what games you play, and I know uh, Subnautica, there's an absolutely massive uh, following for that game, but. Uh, I think there, there's something weird going on there, so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these games are still here this time next month. I think there, I think there's 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 something weird going on. That, that, that's yeah, my maybe reading. it was just a contractual, like you say. I think it's more contractual at this time. So it'll be interesting because, you know, we thought last time a load of games got pulled. Maybe it was something along those lines. So maybe there are some kind of rolling contracts that just need to go over and maybe they're putting it out there as emotions but i think nvidia do need to kind of change their marketing about some of these games or even you know start responding when people start asking for these games and tag the actual game developer or publisher and go hey look you know all you got to do is tick that box guys you know call them out on it get them to you know, face their fans and then suddenly it'll be a case of oh fool guys why aren't you on geforce now why why are you blocking GeForce Now from your game. And I think that's the way that they need to do it. Cool, I think that kind of rounds off our GeForce Now news section. 
So we'll move over, as Jerry kind of mentioned, xCloud got a whole bunch of games again this week, uh, one of which was Crusader Kings 3. I have jumped into this, and after going through the tutorial for 10 minutes, I had to take a break. Um, I've played a couple of games this week that the first half an hour of the game is a tutorial, and it's just text after text, move here, read this, move here, read this, and it's like, when am I going to get to play this game? I'm sure it's like a really good game, but I think some tutorials just need to be spread out, <laughs> especially when they're this big. I mean, spread it out over the course of like the first few hours gameplay. I think just swamp me with information that I'm going to forget in five minutes <laughs> at the beginning of the game. But what are your games? Uh, you know, I'm not going to read them all out because there's quite a big list that came onto the Game Pass this week. Is there any ones that, in particular that you are looking at? this is the best month for me overall there's just games there that i like like i really want to play toll hall lunar nights i love metroidvania type games and this is just a 2d platformer where you start with one ability and you move through the game go back and forth level up and sort of new abilities will slowly progress through the game so sliding climbing up walls and stuff like that so that's going to be a must for me and there's another one with tell me why all three episodes are out. So I really love Telltale games with sort of like the cinematics of Until Dawn, Heavy Rain, Detroit Become Human. So this, that one really interests me. And then seeing the likes of Resident Evil 7 come on there, I just love where they stepped away from the action pace and went back to survival horror. And that Baker house and that Baker family are just a bunch of freaks. They literally <laughs> do scare me. And that's why I really like going back into a game. I want to be scared. I want it to be tied into the Resident Evil franchise. And the biggest one I was really happy to see was the Sky of Four. I just love the series. It follows a tired vampire called Valar Torres. And he is sort of training these reborn souls of the human world that are sort of like penguins with bat wings called Prinnies. And it's a Japanese comedy-esque game where you sort of do strategic, turn-based, RPG-esque gameplay. But the characters, the, the storyline, and the music is just absolutely amazing. So, best month for me. Excellent. Sounds like you got quite a bargain there from the uh, Game Pass. How about you, Jerry? Yeah, Resident Evil 7, I was definitely excited to see on there because I don't own it, but I played it, and it's going to be nice to to jump back in and mess with that one. But for me, I have a huge soft spot for World War Z. I'm just fan of the movie, big fan of the game, and I forget when it was. It wasn't that long ago. They opened it up to cross-platform. Uh, Crossplay and it's just the player base just exploded again uh, on there. So seeing that come on there, knowing that it's it's cross cross platform play and that there's a lot of people on there, they're supporting the game a lot. Content continues to come out. Um, for me, that was just an awesome one to see on Game Pass. I love World War Z. Really, really fun. Excellent. And just to everybody who's watching, uh, we look looks like we are going to be rounding off a little bit earlier today. So we do finish off the podcast with some Q and A from the guys here in chat. So if you do have a question, just start getting your questions lined up and we'll try and get through those at the end. Uh, Rock, have you got Xbox Game Pass? Are you claiming I do indeed. Yeah, I, I have it for PC. I um, 
Yeah, definitely. Resident Evil Biohazard, 100%. Again, it's a game that I played for a while on um, in VR, actually, on, on um, my Sony VR headset. Oh, that's a freakish experience, that is. <laughs> Struth and art. But, uh, oh, yeah, that one, 100%. I want to get back into that one. I'm the same. Jerry, you and I are almost twinned at birth, mate. World War Z, same thing. Um, really up for a bit of that. <clears throat> There's some good stuff in there. I mean, I'm not... Um, I'm not in. I know Duncan loves games like Crusader Kings. Uh, it's kind of a bit like you were just saying. It takes. I haven't got patience to read. If I can't read the tutorials and just dump into the game, it's not going to happen for me. So, um, but it does look a great polished game. So there's some good stuff in there. Nice line out again. Uh, Duncan, what is your view? Uh, for me, yeah, another. Uh, interesting month and here here's the interesting thing about this we are just over well, just over a week away now from x cloud uh, and uh, coming we are go yeah so we may have to update the thing here so we'll uh, so we know which games are actually coming uh, to x cloud as well 100 percent. but the interesting one for me i'm going to be boring here it's destiny 2 it's uh, the full thing going there so that is going to be on every single cloud or every single but most cloud platforms going uh you can get the full destiny 2 experience now so it's going to be interesting in the next couple of months to see how that unfolds just to just to see if x is going to get the boost and when this um series x upgrade is going to come and we get the 60 fps and that and just a reminder for everybody, when is the official xCloud release thing? I caught him off guard. Yes, uh, the 15th. 15th yep, 15th. the 15th. Yes, I, I was pretending to be I was stupid, but yes, the 15th. Yeah. <laughs> you know why they put Destiny on there, right? Absolutely, yes. Just absolute troll beyond troll. Just like Journey to the Savage Planet's on it as well. I wonder why that's on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the expansion's about the land, and they want everybody to buy that. Let's yeah, so that was what that. I yeah. found interesting, is that, um, yeah, obviously Destiny 2, Shadowkeep and Forsaken is huge, because that's two massive expansions, which you have to buy elsewhere. Yeah. So kudos for that. But yeah, it's the, I've, I think you mentioned it, I've already forgotten it, Lightkeep or... Beyond Light. Um, Beyond Light is, yeah. yeah, dropping, is it? So uh, it was September. They pushed it out to a little bit October, but the game will still be on here when it when it drops. So you think it's going to drop with the uh, extra content on Xbox Xbox Game Pass as well? No, you'll probably have to buy that DLC. No, it's, yeah. uh, no, it's included. Really? Is it? Because I couldn't oh, find yeah. anything. I was looking everywhere. Yeah, it's the same yeah. deal as Stadia was for a year. Yep. Beyond Light. All right. Is well, that's because Beyond Light's yeah. uh, it's a major draw on Stadia, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because you got to buy Beyond Stadia Light well, separately on Stadia. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. been pretty yeah. for quite a while. So, so yeah, yeah. It's free, that's huge. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, if that's going to be free, then they just lost some money for me because that's where I will be. But then once it comes off of there, I will have to buy the expansion on Steam to continue. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's only well, free for so long. interesting if it comes to xCloud because it's on Xbox yeah. Game Pass. So if that cool. doesn't land on xCloud, then... Yes. Are they tying people to the PC model still? That's so a good show. It'd be very interesting there's, to see. As there's also said, a big though, talk. There's, sorry, sorry, Mike. There's also a big talk now about um, crossplay 
coming in the not too distant future on Destiny um, to all platforms. So that's going to be it quite needs interesting. It. Destiny yeah, really I'll, needs it. Abs- desperately needs it. Yeah. It's such a shame when it hasn't here. got it. I'll say the, the PC Destiny doesn't need it, but the consoles in Stadia need for yes. it to do it for sure. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, I think that. for Destiny 2 to continue to compete in the market of long running kind of looter shooters, it mm. needs to get that cross play in because, you know, the likes of Hyperscape, Rogue Company, yep. you know, they're yep. all starting to steal players away from those markets. Yep. And, yeah. It's been, you know, I know Beyond Light is like a whole new concept for Destiny 2, mm-hmm. but it's still Destiny 2. So it's, Aven- uh, Avengers isn't crossplay, though, is it? No, Avengers isn't. And that's a, and a lot of people saying then, it's like Destiny, although it's not. It's not uh, an RPG, no. an MMO, or anything like Destiny. But Well, no, the thing with Marvel Avengers, you've got to remember, is it has AI teammates at least. So at least you're not stuck in a queue waiting for half an hour for a match. No. You can no. just decide not to wait for anybody and just go and play anyway yeah so it'll be very interesting to see what happens there yeah uh, was, go on. i was just got, I was just going to mention about the cross play the, the the terminology for the cross play is very very woolly it's not even confirmed for next year it's uh they are saying their priority is going to be from playstation 4 to playstation 5 xbox one to xbox series x first and maybe cross play between all platforms next year and it's a maybe so uh, yes it is coming but it's it's not guaranteed it's going to be in the foreseeable future Sorry about that. Right. I've just downed everybody there, but that, that that was the actual that was the actual terminology they were using. It it was more yes, they're working. That's their number one goal. That's what they're wor- working towards cross play, but they're not even given com- confirmation that it's going to be even next year. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see it as a downer. I mean, I've been with with Destiny since the alpha, uh, and they've never been particularly committed in that sense of saying yes, it's going to be next week. Um, but they have been saying that the crossplay was a major objective um, for well since 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 New Light, in fact. So for some time now, um, and uh, yeah, I saw the same interview. I, there was I agree there wasn't a commitment, but nonetheless, he was very quick to say yes, it's coming, and yes, it will be every single platform wherever you can play Destiny will be crossplay. So I remain hopeful. And like Jerry said, it is absolutely, and you, sorry, Margie, it's, it's essential for the game to continue. Um, if it doesn't exist, it will be drowned out because everybody's moving to cross-play now. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know why we keep getting games now that are releasing like Avengers without cross-play. Yeah. And for me, because I'm nuts and I'll buy a game on multiple platforms anyways, give me cross-save. Even if you don't give me cross-play, give me cross-save so that no matter where I want to play, it's my same account, my same save. I don't want to start over wherever I go. Just as important, yeah, just as important to me to have that. And at least Destiny has that, right? Yeah, 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 cross-progression. Unfortunately, the content locked uh, across those, which is a little bit annoying, which, uh, funny enough, Elder Scrolls Online went the other way. It has the cross-content progression and... Uh, content, so yeah. it's very interesting that at least somebody started going down that route. Isn't Baldur's Gate three doing the same thing as Elder Scrolls as well in that respect? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I haven't looked into it enough. Duncan, Duncan. Uh, 
I believe it's in the works, but I don't think it's coming at launch, just like the cross-platform multiplayer is coming. It's down in the Steam listings that it is coming, so it looks likely. But uh, if it's coming at uh, early access, I wouldn't put my uh, house on that. Uh, never mind the other stuff. Or, are we going to touch on that other stuff what we find during the week, or shall we leave that? Uh, drop it into private chat, I think. Okay, no worries. <laughs> we'll have a look. Exactly. 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 Whether people go back to the uh, original after Division 2 has uh, received lots of DLC. Still a great game. I accidentally downloaded Division the other day, fired it up and thought, wow, Division 2 is looking so good these days. <laughs> Still a great I game. I never even played the original, but the Division 2 has got over 60, 70 hours of my time in it. It's but like I'm Division not- 2, but with snow. <laughs> Very interesting. So last but not least, we'll move on to Shadow. Um, I saw Mark put out a video recently uh, going over the activation stuff and confirmed that basically if you're at the Paris Data Center, you're screwed till February 2021. But as usual, the rest of the world kind of has semi-okay activation time still. Um, I think pretty much all of us here i don't know if rock has shadow but we'll get to that in a second but what have you been playing on shadow this week or have you been playing on your shadow this week rock so you're quite correct rock doesn't have shadow um but i do have it on order and i just had a sinking feeling in my stomach from your last comment are we in the paris data center we are when did you order i've just pulled up my account to see (laughs) what it says (laughs) okay Um, moving on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i've actually ordered it twice i ordered it once and then cancelled um and then i ordered it again and it was saying october um will it say now if you go in will it say if it's going to be feb uh it yeah it would say your projected it, date you, you guys crack on i'll tell you in two seconds whether <laughs> it's going to be a great christmas or a shitty one for me <laughs> what they used to do, they wait till the date and then they send you the email going, sorry, like two days. Yeah, tough, sure mate. Yeah. It's still saying October for me. So, yeah. um, you're getting your hopes yeah. up. Yeah, so yeah, you might exactly. be okay. You might actually be in the October one day. It's for anybody <laughs> who orders now, they are pushed back right. to you. Yeah, I ordered a little while ago, I think. It's a couple of months ago. Yeah, so when I originally ordered in March, it took two months and I was annoyed about that. So, <laughs> the fact that you've got a four to six month wait now is, uh, a harder pill to swallow. Same. Wow. So what have you been uh, playing on Shadow this week? I have not been playing on Shadow. It's all been sort of stadia for me because the games that I want to play on there. Mine is just still there for iOS support. So, fair enough. Uh, Jerry? Yeah, um, being an iPhone user, 
Uh, Shadow is the best way for me to play some of the games on my phone. So still, when I get a little time chilling, Fall Guys, I bring it up on my phone and uh, and I do that. I played a little bit of Bomberman on Stadia through Shadow on my phone too. And uh, it actually worked just fine. And that was that was pretty cool. And then besides that, just Avengers on Shadow, because of all the issues we've had, we've been testing that out. All of us have been checking it out. You couldn't play the beta at all. Um, it was just horrible. But they've fixed 90% ish well I'll, I'll be generous uh, the more you play it the more you'll find the audio lag issues uh freeze ups uh and different things like that but that's i've got enough experience with it now to know that that even though shadow has that cpu bottleneck the problems with this game are not with shadow it's with the game's optimization i've tested it on other systems as well an old fx 8320 with a 1050 ti in it um that cpu also runs at 100 percent because it's aged but i didn't get any stutter issues so the optimization didn't cause many issues in that one no audio lag so Again, just like on Stadia, on all these other different platforms, it's not just Stadia where that game's inconsistent. It's inconsistent all over the place. So I've been testing it on, and I got curious, I tested on two Shadows, so I because I have two Shadow Boost. And just for the heck of it, I installed it and tested it on both identical performance uh, across the board with those two. So, But um, yeah, Bomberman, Fall Guys, and Avengers. Avengers is, is amazing. I'm really enjoying that game. Cool. Duncan, have you been using your shadow this week? I have been using my shadow, but it was for streaming Avengers on Stadia, <laughs> just for the 4K uh, carry-on. It was a bit of a nightmare. It was coming up really dark, and my microphone didn't work during it, so I had to change microphones, So, oh, which yeah. is perhaps... Yeah, yeah, everybody was laughing. At my microphone kept on breaking up, so I had to go to the old one. <laughs> So yeah, I played it a, a, a bit there, but not, nothing too much to be absolutely honest. It was just my streaming on it. Fair enough. I did play a bit of Avengers on uh, Shadow PC this week, mainly to test, uh, as I had a comparison go up uh, today, actually, um, on Sadia, um, Shadow, and Maximum Settings. And... I hate to say it, but I'm using my Shadow PC less and less because I keep running into issues on the streamer. And although Avengers looked like it should play okay, the streamer really let me down this time, and I had to stop playing. I was going to do more footage of a few more missions, but it just annoyed me to the point that I just wanted to turn it off. Uh, I kept getting stuttering, I kept getting audio blips, I kept getting stutters. And it was just really not a very nice experience. And they're supposed to have switched to the Metal Streamer for or the Metal Decoder for Mac now. And in Alpha, that was working fine. So I don't know why it's issues, or maybe it's an issue with Avengers, because it was more when there was a lot going on, when we had loads of effects going off and I had a large build-up of enemies. Shadow really just struggled. And I didn't get that on the other rigs. And there are so many competitive cloud gaming rigs coming out now the likes of game noob and maximum settings and a few others popping up that i'm finding even though i don't have the ability to forward my camera and microphone so easily because shadow does have that connectivity down to an art moonlight streamer on most remote pcs just works so flawlessly it's really putting shadow to shame and with the 30 series coming out. I'm still on the waiting list for my infinite rig, uh, which I might just cancel because in mm. a year's time, do I want a 2080 rig? Unless they decide very soon that they're going to change out the infinites 
to the 3080s, and I, no doubt in six to 12 months, more cloud gaming services are going to pop up <clears> with 30 series in them, and it's going to make Shadow obsolete. So I'm a little bit worried for my Shadow at the moment because with everything else going on, they are just getting more and more delays on what's now becoming quite old hardware. What are your thoughts on this, Jerry? Yeah, and it's it's funny because I, I don't I'm not going to speak for Mark with him not being here, but I was in his live stream, and we all know he's gotten a nice local PC now that he's got put together, and he's doing some things, which is great. Uh, kind of helping him on Discord get some things straightened out with that in Shadow, and it's not because he doesn't still use he uses Shadow still for all his editing and all that kind of stuff, but it's getting harder and harder for him because and us as content creators to tell our viewers go get this, go sign up for this, but it's going to be next year when you get it and they want a game now. And it's just, it's really difficult. And so recommending it's becoming difficult, even though I still believe for the price and for how good the desktop works, if you want to use a, a cloud PC for editing and things like that. Um, and you need to be on eight, 12 hours a day. These by hour plans aren't going to work for you. So shadow still has its advantages for a lot of people. But I say, if all you want to do is game and you don't care about any editing, you don't care about anything else and you want good storage, there's a lot of other options out there. And like you said, moonlight paired up with an NVIDIA GPU in the cloud is heaven. It's a gorgeous picture that I almost can't tell the difference between my local PC and the cloud PC. So like maximum settings, for example, is the only cloud PC game gaming service I've tried yet that comes even close to matching my local experience. And I just find that completely amazing. Shadows never quite match the local experience for me. Although I guess because I'm so close to my data center here, it does always work really, really well. Um, but it's just getting hard. And yeah, 3000 series, they're not going to have that next year because it's. It, I think they're at least two years away. They've got to upgrade the boards, the CPUs, the RAM, just like you were talking about for your computer. You've got to do all these upgrades if you don't want bottlenecks. You can't shove a 3080 into the builds they have now where the Quadros are at with those PCIEs and all that. It's not going to work. They're going to have to upgrade everything. Well, how long is that going to take? And then to start installing. So they could easily be a couple of years out from upgrades and that's going to set them back in, in, with the competition. Like it's it's going to hurt them. No more Linus videos either for a while, guys. Please, God, no more. <laughs> that was a really Jeez. badly timed video. That's why so many things slid again. I mean, I know they were having other issues, but you can't tell me that that wasn't part of it. Like the same week that another big delay was announced, we got the Linus video. Nothing against Linus. Love him. I watch all his stuff, but come on. It was just a horrible decision. What about you, Duncan? I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm also of the opinion I am beginning to worry about Shadow Everest. It uh, seems to be just getting uh, left behind. And uh, six, you're basically six months before you can get one now. You can't sell it to people. It's it's like, come on, guys, what, what, or give us something here. And they seem to be hinting with things all during the week you know, on their social media. They seem to be hinting about something, these two shadow logos and things like that. So maybe they've got something up their sleeves and they're, they're going to surprise us all. But you, you just never know. Pre-order your 3080 now. Yep. Like bring out the pitchforks. <laughs> I think there's uh, this 30 series with cloud gaming in general, I think is, is going to bring a new breed. And I think it's going to be which cloud gaming services bring the 30 series first. And I think whichever one does that is going to you know, really take off. And if Shadow do it, 
fair play to them, but they are in such a bad place right now that I would, you know, even if they dropped 30 90s at the price of their infinites right now, I would be within two minds to press that pre order button because I'd be wondering whether I'm ever going to get it. So it'd be very interesting to see, you know, especially if GeForce now drop 30, even if just they drop the 3070s into their GeForce now rigs and gave 1440. I think that's such a match made in heaven. Mm, it's funny though, because I've been two minds about cancelling again the second time. Um, I've just had a look, and actually, I'm lucky. I fall into the October bracket because I ordered on the 19th of July, so I'm just in the sweet spot for October. But listening to you guys, and it's it's been at the back of my mind now for a while because I've been trying to think. Initially, my use case was: do I do I buy a new PC or do I get uh, Shadow? Well, I'm too impatient, so I bought a new PC, and then I thought, well. The advantage is that if I've got it, I can always run a show remotely like Duncan does. Um, or if I'm, if I'm at my office and I want to do some streaming, I can do that there. The truth is now I've moved into a system that's Mac-based, um, and that ain't going to work on there. So I'm, I'm, I'm at that point of thinking, you know, I don't think it's really worth the bother. So I may still cancel before October anyway. And this is what I mean with so many other cloud gaming services and in Europe at the moment, there's at least two more in beta in the last month, <laughs> um, which will rival Shadow. So it's going to be very interesting how that progresses. And I know, Jerry, you are eager to test some of the ones that are coming over to the US, but you know, it's bringing up everywhere. They right? are, but we just not over here as quickly, uh, but that's okay. I mean, I want everything to mature at a, at a proper pace because if these come out, like you were, you were mentioning one earlier, it's like 200 millisecond ping. How can we fairly review that you know, from where, so some of the services I go and review and I look at it, I just don't do the videos because I'm like, I can't be fair to that company if I'm at like 250 and um, I'm trying to play Call of Duty or something and test it. So I'm really eager for servers to expand everywhere and let everybody get more access. But uh, I try to just test things that actually work for my area and for where they're supposed to work because you want to be able to recommend these things too because we get hit in the comments and sometimes it's spicy mm. and sometimes it's not. So... <laughs> Okay, so there's um, that covers like, the end of the shadow segment. And there's one other kind of thing that we wanted to kind of circle back to on the Stadia front, which you know, we try not to bash Stadia too much because we all secretly love it and we really want it to succeed. But there are some questionable decisions around certain features. And I think uh, there's one that Duncan wants to have a, a little chat about right now. Yeah, um me and Rob discovered this on Wednesday night. Wasn't it Wednesday night? The days are just rolling into yeah, in, in one. Uh, the tweet by Larian Studios executive has confirmed that Crowd Choice is going. It's, it's not Crowd Choice, but it's the Crowd Choice features where you can, what you're streaming the game, you can select uh, what's going to happen next, is going to Twitch at launch with Baldur's Gate 3. So it's not confirmed it's coming to Stadia at uh, early access. So when this game launches on the 30th of September, CrowdChoice-like features will be integrated into the game and you'll be able to integrate these into Twitch. And there has been nothing said about the the Stadia version and YouTube. So it's just really interesting that uh, Stadia's showcase game, which was sort of like a semi-exclusive for them, is... At this moment in time, doesn't seem to be getting a crowd choice at much, but Twitch 
uh, the PC version uh, is getting the Twitch integration for it, which is a bit an uh, absolutely nuts in my in my opinion. That's <laughs> uh, yes. uh, yeah, I'd agree with you on this, and this kind of falls into the Ubisoft hyperscape scenario for me, where you know Stadia and Ubisoft's partnership seem to be extremely strong, with them having you know the only uh, stream play games on Stadia at all, uh, and then for Hyperscape, which has been a cross-play game, you know, state-of-the-art crowd play or crowd choice streamer integration to not come to Stadia uh, and to have all those Twitch exclusives did kind of feel like maybe Ubi uh, have changed their mind on where their allegiances lie in cloud gaming because it's on GeForce now. Um, and it's on obviously all the other platforms and got that Twitch integration. So maybe Boulder's Gate's gone the same route where they think that Twitch is still the bigger market and they don't really want to target YouTube, which is a bit sad for the YouTube streamer market, I think. Probably. Yeah, it's, I was just going to say it's not not coming, but it's they're just talking about the Twitch integration rather than the... Uh, Stadia integration with YouTube, so it still may come at the end date. Uh, end of a or the end date is probably the wrong term for this, uh, but it still might come to Stadia on the 30th. But we do know for sure it is coming to Twitch. I just want to just clarify that somewhat. Anybody else got some thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm in two minds. I'm saying more than many, the feature can go to other cloud streaming services but then as a stadia if I just look at from a stadia's point of view i'm upset that it's not an exclusive feature but overall i think having a bigger audience on twitch would mean a lot more than just having the stadia community play that feature yeah my thoughts are that um <clears throat> there will be an implementation of many of the features that uh, stadia has with its integration with YouTube, but they will ultimately be uh, explicit and special where YouTube is concerned because the two things are literally joined at the hip. So, uh, I mean, there has been a kind of crowd share experience. We just mentioned it yourself with Hyperscape um, and other games uh, on Twitch. So I'm not hugely surprised. The thing I think that upset me the most, and, and Duncan and I spoke about this, was the the actual tweet itself um which was from a developer at larian um and it was it felt kind of bitchy it felt kind of like he really wanted to stick it to stadia <laughs> and he was kind of like uh, copying in a well-known twitch uh dungeons and dragons streamer and you know it was like ha ha, ha. and and that i i mean you know like he's a rogue amongst who who knows you know who knows i mean we had there's a conversation that's going around at the moment about a potential uh, employee of Stadia that's that's you know got a bit whingy in blind. I mean, you're going to have in any organisation there are going to be people that are pro and con any platform. They're going to have their own favourites. I mean, we happen to know, you know, people within the the uh, staff of of Stadia itself that actually don't play a great deal of Stadia and do a heck of a lot of Twitch streaming. So that's kind of always going to be the case. So that, that kind of upset me more than anything. But the reality is, is that as you rightly said, Holtz, you know, more the merrier and the features that the feature implementation, as far as Stadia is concerned, are going to be unique within YouTube. Um, you know, that won't be implemented the same way within Twitch. 
So I'm, I, all I want to do is see those features hit the road so that we can at last compare them and we can at last say how amazing these are or what a pile of dog poo. You know, until we see them there, it's difficult for us to comment on whether we think it's a good, bad, or an indifferent issue. That's a good point there. Uh, anybody else got anything to say on this before we wrap up for questions? Yeah, one thing with that is it's like the Fortnite coming to Stadia thing where Tim Sweeney said the player base isn't big enough for us to spend the development time and money. And it's like, that's fine, but that's you got two things that happen. Either a company as big as Google is willing to spend money to get features or games done and ready, or they're not, or developers have faith enough to spend that money and do those things, or they're not. And that's really the only two real scenarios. And I just feel like developers are waiting for Google to dish out the money first before they go and develop a lot of this stuff. And the Stadia community yeah, we all love Stadia. I try to tell people in the comments when I compare Stadia to an RTX 2060 and they say, oh, you're so unfair. Why would you compare it to a local PC? It's not even streaming. I'm just showing you what the game looks like in different versions. Mm. Just enjoy it. It's not a big deal. We're not saying I love to play Stadia. I want to see it succeed so badly, but I'm going to show you in every video where I think the flaws are when they marketed to me this almost 11 teraflop daisy chain together cloud experience that we're not <laughs> getting yet. So... Tweets like that just keep telling the Stadia community, well, we didn't feel like dishing out for that one or we didn't feel like getting it done for us first. Yes, in the future, it's going to be there, but it just keeps stinging a little bit every week, every yeah. week, a little bit of something. So yeah. they're losing gamer loyalty. And I've said it before, gamer loyalty is the best. When you have gamers loyalty like CD Project Red and Keanu, okay, you're going to sell. You're going to do well. And Stadia is just losing that loyalty over time. And I just don't want to see that because I do want to see them succeed. I do enjoy them. But, man, do they have a ways to go. You know, there's a, there's a thought I had today, which I, I, I hadn't had before. So I thought I might just share it with you guys, which was you know, we, we tend to think of Stadia as a business, as a company. But, of course, it's not. Stadia is not a company. It, it's a service. It's, it's a service within the cloud gaming solutions of Google. There isn't a chief exec of Stadia. Uh, you know, there isn't a board of Stadia. There is of Stadia Games Entertainment. That's a side company. But Stadia itself is a platform. So you, you do have to ask yourself, how much how much does that one chick have to share the food with all the other chicks in the nest? And how much love is the mummy chick, mummy bird, giving that little chick that we all love compared to all of its other cloud services? Um and and I think at times we kind of get the impression that maybe not as much as it should have. That's yeah, I think this kind of goes down to what we've been saying for a while, that actually our mindset's kind of changed. That It's not that Google aren't trying, it's that they're not wanting to right now because they're in a, a data collection phase and a, a trial phase. 100%. So I think 100%. next year we'll see a big change from Google. I think you should have saw Stadia beta for at least yeah. the first year. I'm just saying yes. when you call it beta, gamers will not get mad at you. We will take the flaws. We will so take everything. True. Don't release it as the full-blown product like they did. They should have called it Stadia beta. Stadia beta. Stadia beta. <laughs> That's beta. even better. Exactly. <laughs> and we would have been fine with it because when you release something full-blown, here you go, and then you call it the data collection phase, you're losing loyal fans. You cannot do that on a gaming platform. You can do it in other places. But when it comes to gaming, they got to treat it like a console. they got to treat it serious. They need their own Phil Spencer. <laughs> yes. Just, uh, 
<laughs> Holtz might be familiar with this for Stadia at this moment in time. It's a bit like what Liverpool used to be like. It's going to be Liverpool's title next year. It's going to be like that. And this is how Stadia feels like. It's We were saying Stadia is going to be massive next year when it launched. And now we're saying it's going to be massive next year. And I've, I've got a horrible feeling next year we're going to be saying Stadia is going to be absolutely massive <laughs> the following year. Yeah, but Liverpool's crap, mate. What's oh! the difference? <laughs> now because now, now, now Duncan, Duncan Doomsday over there has just said this, I'm waiting for Stadia <laughs> Like 30 years now to become good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I know nothing about time to round off the podcast. <laughs> so, thanks for everybody. That's the officially the end of the podcast. So, we're going to move over to the QA for uh, Stadia, for Stadia, for everything here uh, coming from the community. I'm just trying to think through. I could have sworn somebody quite early on actually started their comment with a question i'm struggling to find it right now um so i'm going to start from the ah there we go i found it so assassin 007 hi if you're still here uh hey thanks for supporting your long-term supporter of the channel and i think i see you in pretty much every one of these channels so happy to get your question here what graphics cards or equivalent does stadia use uh i think Jerry's probably best equipped to answer this one, as most of us are hitting Google, as you can see people typing. I yes. read it this afternoon. That's why I'm so annoyed at myself. <laughs> AMD Vega 56. Variation. So what's that in uh, consumer terms, Jerry? It's they're, They boast this 10.86 teraflops, but this means nothing when it comes to true gaming performance. And Honestly, I've been trying to nail down exactly what they what I would compare them to. It's not great because a lot of games run better on the Xbox One X, which is what little less than six or something. And then my RTX 2060, which is not super powerful when you when you think about it, also runs every single game better. It's 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 not that great. And Gen 2, I'm hoping, is this generational leap that gets us to not RTX 2080 style, but more RTX 3000 or AMD Big Navi style or whatever's going to come out because I'm super concerned about Cyberpunk launching with no ray tracing this year. Don't bother. Delay it. It's going to look so much better everywhere else you play it, console, PC, other cloud services, whatever. Just don't do it. So I can't give you the exact answer. I should be able to, but I researched this a ton and you get so many different answers online, but I'll tell you, it's it's not putting out gameplay as good as an Xbox One X or an RTX 2060 right now. It's fair play. Uh, so happy Cloud Gamer. Uh, hopefully you're still around as well. Again, thanks for supporting the channel and everybody else here. Uh, GeForce Now and RTX 3000, when it's coming, I think you missed that segment. I did see that you had to hop out. Um, we reckon it's probably going to be Q1 next year, realistically. If they get it in by the end of the year, kudos to them, but I think that's highly unlikely in the current market. So first quarter to first half next year, I think, would probably be most realistic. And then I'll put this to the crowd... As yeah, xCloud coming to Windows 10. I think this is a dumb move that they haven't done this already. Um, but what are your thoughts, guys? 
It's already in testing. It's confirmed it's in testing. It is coming, and it's likely coming this year. Uh, Windows Central have already played about with the PC version of it. Have I just killed everybody off there? That's good. <laughs> no, no, it's coming. <laughs> it's same thing. It's, it's coming. It will be on laptops. It'll be on anything that runs Windows 10 for sure. It, and it'll probably most likely be here in November, but we got to see what they do with that. Definitely, yeah. And I think it'll be 10 the other at least when it comes. It needs to be. You can't have it 720 on the PC. That's just, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, what's your opinion about Boulder's Gate and $60 for the beta? Well, people just paid 70 for the uh, Avengers beta. So are people going to do it again, do you think, guys? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't waste my money all the time. No, uh, I don't think it is worth it. And uh, going back to our lovely fellow in this tweet, he's basically saying, if you don't think it's worth it, don't pay for it because it's, it is early access. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think $60 for this, they've got a good track record, but for me, I'm not paying $60 for early access. There's a difference between paying $60 for a game for your beta which is a couple of weeks out, but not a game which could take another year or two to come out. I think that's where it's it, it, it gets into fun sort of territory. So I I don't the sixty dollars is a bit much for my liking. It, it is like a pre-order though. I mean, there are people that will put down money six months before a game comes out on pre-order, and essentially you will get the full game once you've paid your sixty. Yeah. <laughs> But you can have that yeah, game that's be. broken, couldn't it? It could be broken, you could, and then just get not lack interest buying the full game or playing the full game. You could end up with the version that's worse than the official version when it launches. Yeah, Xbox yeah. Game Preview is a good example of that. They launched that a few years ago, and you could buy the games early in Game Preview mode on your Xbox, and sometimes that didn't work out very well. Sometimes it was it was just fine. PUBG was just a horrible mess when it came out in Game Preview, and it was like almost two years after that before it was the full-blown launch, and mm-hmm. a lot of people complained about paying for that, so I'm very leery of those things. A beta, like you said, like Avengers was coming out. I knew I was going to like it. Yeah, I paid for that to yeah. get access to the baby that's that's a lot different than early access when they're like yeah we're probably going to work on the game for another year or two but do you want to give us 60 bucks to check it out not really i can't even refund it at that point if i don't like yeah, it when yeah. i try it so that's true playing uh shout out to charles again regular cloud gamer i think across the board uh nvidia should buy shadow upgrade <laughs> the rigs and use it as a remote desktop side of geforce now <laughs> i think that's Definitely an interesting way. I think, personally, GeForce Now could quite happily just de-restrict one of their um, VMs that they have now and turn it into a full-blown desktop. I just don't think that's the model they wanted to. A classic example of this is you can launch Steam, which is basically just launching a VM with the Steam app running. And it's not the big picture Steam, it's the Steam client. So the technology that they've got to lock down those machines, I think, is actually very clever. So if they wanted to be a remote desktop service, as Rock just said, they could probably do that overnight. I just don't think that's their market. What do you think, guys? No, NVIDIA is for game. I mean, it's gamers, gamers, gamers. I don't think they'd be that worried about it. Like you guys said, they would not have to spend the money to buy something like Shadow. They could probably flip a switch <laughs> if they really wanted to with their setup and uh, and pretty much have us on the desktop. Who knows what the experience would be like, but if they, if if uh, anything like Moonlight or anything else, it would probably be pretty good. 
Yeah, NVIDIA should just buy all cloud services platforms. <laughs> no, Tencent are doing that. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the funny thing. I thought that, you know, the whole shield technology that NVIDIA have got, you know, you hear us um, rave about Moonlight on remote desktops. That's actually just dialing into the, the shield service as part of GeForce experience. So the fact that they've allowed people to actually dial into that just shows that they really want people to use their cards and that you know people have said before about geforce now not being a uh, profitable model or it's going to die because um it's not a sustainable business and you know i'll say it time and time again geforce now is not the money maker that nvidia or anybody thinks that it's going to be it's a showcase for geforce now of course it is. it's a showcase for the rtx cards the server farms their technology now why else would you give people access to a free game every week and a free tier even if it's an hour limited you're getting a free game on free rigs you know free for all so they are showcasing their technology that's why they, why they provide all customers. the other which is why they provide all the other applications for free like the broadcast system the rtx voice and so on and so forth because they want to show the power of the technology that they're creating you do think, though, you know, if, if that is the case, and I agree with you, by the way, why everybody got so upset with them initially? It's like, well, we're not here to upset your Apple cart. We just want to flog a few cards. And anyway, have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it'd be interesting. I, you know, I've been an NVIDIA kind of fan, I guess a fanboy for quite a while, since back in... Uh, it's a planet side two days when I had named the Radeon card because it was kind of the cheaper equivalent of the mm. GTX 980 or whatever, or 960 it was at the time. But they released the uh, the particle effects. I've forgotten what it's called now. Um, but it basically made planet side look like a next gen game with all the different particle dust effects and lighting, like laser effects specific to the nvidia physx i think it was called the physx mm. improvements on the nvidia side which trashed amd and from that point forward i was like i'm not missing out on this stuff again i'm going nvidia from now on and you know you got geforce experience you got rtx voice broadcaster you know all this stuff coming out are amd doing anything jerry you're probably best place to kind of answer this do they do any of this stuff amd is they, without getting into a whole long thing, AMD is so far behind trying to pivot quickly. How do you explain? They are a giant, giant ship trying to turn quickly, and that's very difficult to do. Um, they had so many mistakes be, be, before Lisa Sue took over. Uh, she was an interim CEO. She's a full-time CEO now. She's done wonders for Ryzen 1, Ryzen 2, Ryzen 3. Um, the mobile laptops right now, 4000 series AMD with integrated graphics are killing it. And uh, Intel cannot compete anymore in mobile, and they cannot compete anymore on the desktop. Uh, no gamer is going to buy an Intel system anymore for the foreseeable future, probably for the next two to three years. So AMD has is locking down the CPU side. Their GPUs, their big Navi now, they're coming out in every console. So PlayStation, Xbox, they've got that nailed down. They do have some technology in those for DLSS that they're working on, but it's not necessarily implemented. And 
the, one of the ways we know that is because Sony's working there on their own DLSS technology to incorporate into the gaming. So I know it's not necessarily in AMD. They're so concentrated on getting their hardware fixed, their product line fixed, and getting some kind of loyalty back in the GPU space that they're really falling behind on software. Now they're going to get there, but they still keep having driver issues. They still don't have the robust software suite that you have with NVIDIA. And it's their software is the reason why I stay with NVIDIA over AMD for all of my builds, because you just can't beat GeForce experience. You can't beat broadcast. You can't beat all the things that come with it. And driver optimization is the best. And I've just had so many times where I went to play a game on an AMD GPU or something. I spent three hours fixing the PC before I could play the game. And it's just, it's frustrating. And I think that even when big Navi comes this fall, you're going to see a lot of that same issue. However, I think they're going to get there in the next year with their software and start competing on that end with NVIDIA next, but they had to get the hardware there first. And they're hoping this gen does it, but it could even be RDNA 3 next time that does it. But they, they got to get the hardware there first, but definitely they're going to start focusing on software soon. I was just, just watching a whole bunch of stuff and reading a whole bunch of articles about this. Do you think that they should know, know when they're beat on the GPU front? They're obviously killing it in the CPU market. You know, I've not read a bad word about the AMD Ryzen oh, series. Ryzen, yeah, Ryzen is fantastic. They've they've squashed Intel. So with that being said, and and for the next few years, they're going to do well in CPU. Now their gaze is on NVIDIA and the GPU market. Now they have a pretty good fan base and loyalty. People are going to buy those cards when they come out. They're going to make a lot of money on the console sales, uh, which is good. No, they shouldn't. They're not going to give up, but they shouldn't anyway. And I would just wouldn't want them to our rtx 3080 would cost about 1500 dollars if it wasn't for amd no lie and that 3090 would be 2500 all right the 3070 would be about 800 to a thousand uh just easily and, and nvidia would sell all of them they would run out um it, it's just without amd right now there's no other company to compete and drive those prices down so and i think they love the competition they're not going to stop anytime soon and i and i definitely wouldn't want them to because good god we would have trouble affording nvidia at that point without the competition that's a very good point <laughs> uh another one from happy uh when will we see stadia open up some more countries i think this will be next year um how about you guys? You think they're going to pull something out of the bag for the end of this year for more mm-hmm. countries? I really hope so. I think the I think November we're going to get a Stadia Connect and we're going to get new countries announced. Uh, yeah. I think the timing's just right, just for that. We're going to, and I think India is nailed on to be one of them. When is the uh, next Stadia Connect? We have no clue. I'm thinking end of the month. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking end of, end of September. I'd say we're going to see you again in two months, and it's going to be the anniversary one. Go Stadia Marketing. Yeah, As, yes, you've mixed. Lo- <laughs> That's a surprise one. <laughs> uh, he learns everything from me, you know. I, I'm his quiet <laughs> mentor. <laughs> And yes, has you should go back and listen to the uh, rest of the podcast. You have missed a lot of news. <laughs> Happy's on one tonight with the questions, but uh, this one is a good one. Now, what games do you think are, or what do we want to see from the next Ubisoft forward? Uh, not talking about Uplay Plus, because that's kind of all we ever want to see. <laughs> um, now, I think that they might showcase some more Legion and Valhalla, but no. I'm so laser focused on uh, maybe Far Cry Six, yeah. 
I'm so laser focused on Legion. I really don't care about anything else coming out of the Ubisoft camp right now. That's How about one, uh, you guys? I think we're going to get. Uh, it's going to be Immortals Phoenix Rising. Is nailed mm-hmm. on for it. And then we also have the Prince of Persia. I'm not sure if you're seeing that. That is a remake which is coming out. Uh, so yeah, that's the two games I'm expecting to be the big uh, announcements. And we'll probably get a bit of Legion. We'll get a bit of Valhalla as well, just to say that, and a bit of Far Cry just to keep us the appetite wet. Uh, one game we should maybe semi expect is oh, it's just went Beyond Good and Evil Two. We that has went uh, completely and utterly quiet, so we may uh, hear something about that as well. And with you, Play Plus, yes, I think it's going to get announced that it's coming to Stadia this year and it's coming end of October. Yep, definitely. Uh, right, Happy, I'm gonna give you one more and then I'm gonna cut you off. Just quickly, um, I'm hoping Happy's not been very well. I hope, uh, I hope you're feeling better today, mate. Oh, sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, get well soon. I, I I keep an eye on my my Twitter followers, Martin. <laughs> Just you know, a little hint there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rock. If they don't share, I don't know. <laughs> uh, will next gen consoles hold back cloud gaming technology? Do devs making uh, deals with PlayStation and Xbox? Holtz? No, I don't think at all. I think I think a lot of we're going to see a lot of people that are going to say. The cloud service for PlayStation Now, I don't think it's going to affect anything that the PlayStation 5 is doing or vice versa. I think these services are going to be separate entities from the hardware. And I hope over time there is more cloud gamers, but I think they're all going to sort of dip the toe in at a cheaper entry price and then sort of, you know, see what if they like it or not. But I do... um, don't think it's going to, because a lot of people on the internet are going to say, how can they hate it when we don't care anyway? So <laughs> it's like, it's not going to hate it, but I think with slow progression with clouds, it's going to go up and up and up and up and up. And the people's mindsets are going to change, just like digital. They're going to slowly adapt to it. And we're going to see that in the next like three, four years. I do expect to continue to see the exclusive thing, though. So if you're wondering about that, yes you're still going to see those things with devs making deals with certain games being on certain cloud services, but technology is not going to hold them back. It's only going to push the whole industry forward. Yeah, my, my only concern is when these new consoles come back, Stadia and other cloud services get the kick to actually keep up with them in the short to medium term. Uh, so they don't, they're completely outdated because uh, I think the Ratchet and Clank demo, which we've seen, is just absolutely mind-blowing how that is going. Um, we haven't seen anything from Xbox even about that. And uh, Stadia as well. It's We're, we're getting the, the funky features, but we're not actually getting big gameplay. So that my only concern is it's Cloud gaming is going to continue to keep up, and it needs to be keep up relatively uh, soon when these new consoles come out. I think that kind of leads us on to this question. I think we've probably got time just about to answer this one before we wrap things up. Um, why do you guys think GeForce Now seems to be more open about when they'll update their GPUs compared to Stadia, and why do you think they seem to be so quiet about it? Um... I think one uh, makes a card, the other doesn't. Yeah, 
there is that. Um, but also, I think this goes back to the uh, marketing side of things that they, we say it time and time again that Google just don't really want to market Stadia really right now. And I think they're being quiet about Gen 2 because they've either got some first-party um, cards in their back pocket or, dare I say it, and get blocked or copyright or copy lawsuited, a grand-ish, theft-ish game that might be coming to next-gen consoles okay. um, might finally make its way to Stadia. I know Epic said that they might might port it if the uh, market was there, but considering it's on literally every other kind of platform apart from GeForce now, maybe a little bit of a pointer to why it's not there. It's also worth noting, I don't know if you guys know this, but Google do a lot of the porting themselves on behalf of studios. So um, we've, we've seen, uh, Duncan will back this up, we've seen some recent tweets from developers of various studios saying when they've been asked when their game is coming to Stadia and they've actually said, we don't know because we're not porting it. Um, and there's even a question mark over whether or not um, Typhoon was bought for the purpose of assisting in the porting of games with studios. So I think there, there's a lot going on underneath the sea that we're not seeing. Um, and you're right to a degree that, that they're not at this moment in time looking to market. And I think you're also correct in saying, and uh, we don't know, but, but in saying that this year has, has in essence been a data capture year. I think Jerry's point about it, it should have had beta stuff. I mean, that is absolutely bang on the money. I think he's so right about that. That would have made such a difference. But I equally think that the build-up is for the next territories. So what we've been is, if you like, the wealthy uh, first world that have uh, been the tech testers in readiness for the next phase, which is where the, the big push will be, and and predominantly for mobile as well, not necessarily for desktops, not necessarily for TVs. I think that, that Sabrina is going to see a big move on that front, but I think that isn't where they see the bulk of their future audience. Um, so, yeah, you're going to see it soon, but you're right, though. We, we're going to feel, some of us are going to feel a little cheesed off because we're not necessarily the key market that they were always aiming the product at. Anybody else got anything before we round off? Just yeah, remember just... when with that, that question that G, sorry, uh, Nvidia is much more mature of a company. They have plans for years, so when they're announcing stuff, they're very confident in what they're going to pull off as to where Stadia. Not only are they not marketing strongly right now, I'm not sure if they know exactly where things are going to fall. And I'd rather them just not say anything than say, you know, Gen 2 is dropping February 1st, 2021, and it doesn't happen or something crazy like that. So um, they're just a much more mature company that knows exactly what they're doing probably for the next 10 freaking years, at least. And I can't remember what I was going to say, but I wasn't laughing at the question or the question. I was, the, I was going to be laughing at my answer was going to be marketing, marketing, marketing. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I actually remember what I was going to say. Just to back up, Rock, I, I sent a tweet out to Rock. What was the name of the game? I because I can't say the, the beginning. A L Y. Yeah, Harry Potter and the Secret of the Seasons. And uh, uh, they came back and they said to me that they're not porting the game, and that was last week. So that sort of indicates to me that Google are maybe porting it across for them instead. And oh, it, they're not doing it at all. Yeah. No, they um, were saying it was coming. They just weren't porting it themselves. Okay. 
and uh, it looks like it's going to be a pro game in November by the indications of things as well. So they don't know when it's going to be there, but it's a pro game for November. So it's going to happen by November then. Yeah, it's uh, it was leaked or a German magazine or a website even uh, came out and said it's, it's coming out the 4th of November and it's a pro game. So I don't think they were actually meant to say that sort of stuff. Uh, so it looks Lots like it's going to be... Yes, uh, so it looks like it's probably going to be a pro game in November. Fair enough. Well, thanks, guys. We are out of time, but just very quickly uh, for those that have joined late, uh, so if they circle back later or just so that they know who you are and where they can find you, Rock. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for inviting me on. It's been great fun. Um, so, yeah, you can find me anywhere that you can type R-O-double-K because it is unique and I do have the trademark. So uh, Stadia Rocks, Twitter, Stadia Rocks, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, as I've said earlier, we do several shows a week. I do three of those with Duncan. Um, but it is uh, tomorrow morning. We Our show, it's unique in the community. It's, it's only aimed at people that are very new to Stadia. And it always is every week. Um, so we do a unique review of games that is aimed at casual gamers and busy people. Uh, we talk about news from a, a very um, easy-to-enter level. Uh, and we answer questions that you know people that are thinking of taking out Stadia may be asking. So that's called Stadia Rocks Live, and it's at 9, 10 a.m. UK time tomorrow, if I'm awake. <laughs> Sorry, Duncan, I didn't mean to shock you there, mate. 10 a.m. <laughs> Holtz, thanks for asking me on. You can find me at Holtz86 on Twitter if you want to say hi, and you can find me tomorrow on Gamer Man's 3535 podcast early mornings and then late evenings for This Is Stadia. Oh, yes, I'm on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> rock, you can find him everywhere, every day. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a rash. Just not under the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. Uh, yeah, uh, Game Tech Planet on YouTube, uh, at Game Tech Planet on Twitter and Facebook. And more importantly, let me say to Chief Ace isn't here, congrats on the 2K this week. We both hit 2K subs this week. It was really oh, cool. Um, so I just wanted to say that that's awesome. Thanks again for making me a part of this podcast every uh, every week. So I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome, Troy. And yeah, congrats on your 2K as well. I forgot it's been a manic week. Duncan. <laughs> yeah. If, well, you don't see me on with Rock, which is basically nearly every single day, because you probably see me tomorrow as well with these guys as well. Uh, never mind uh, the, the show in the morning. Yeah, check out uh, Cloudy with Games on Twitter. Uh, we're, we're getting content out every single day. Touchwood, we've got something out for today, finally. It's just been such a hectic day. But uh, yeah, just find me there and shout abuse at me. So never go. <laughs> Well, thanks for everybody coming this week. And yeah, thanks to our special guest, Rock. It's been always good to get a different opinion from our regular cast. Uh, thanks for everybody for joining us and your questions. Uh, sorry if we didn't get to your questions. We do kind of go off on a tangent sometimes on some of them, so we don't get through as many as we thought we would. Uh, but do hop on to the Discord. There is a CGX car section on there. So if you do want to talk with the guys on the panel or stuff from the shows, hop on there. Um, thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time.